It is podcasting time. Glenn Powers here from PowerWorks Garage. Hold on, we're in PowerWorks Garage, so I fix that right away. And we're talking cars. It is the PowerWorks podcast. If you're listening on the radio at 100.3, hello. Welcome to the podcast. And by all means, fire through comments however you're getting this show, whether you're watching it, whether you're listening to it. Send us a WhatsApp. Send us a comment. Love us. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a thumbs down. We don't mind. We want all interaction. And what we do is we try to demystify the automotive industry for you from getting your car fixed to understanding what's going on in the market. A little bit of everything for everyone. As I say to people, this is essentially a 101 class that every high school student should be taking so they don't get ripped off when they go to the garage. Every high school student. <laughs> high, school, high school students nowadays are not buying cars though, are they? Oh, not aspiring to buy cars. Forget about buying cars. They don't, they don't take the basic life skills anymore. And I, I mean, I, I'm dating myself here. When, when I was in high school, we still had typing classes. Nice. We still had a home economics class, which is basically learn how to cook. Cooking and sewing. Yeah, we had, we had cooking yeah. and sewing. Yeah. We, we had a machine shop. We had a woodworking shop. We had an electrical shop and we had an auto shop all in the school where some students were going trade, some students weren't, but everybody could take those courses. And why wouldn't you? (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) why wouldn't you? Life skills. I don't think our students are getting them anymore. The issue is things have changed too much. Yeah. Changed too fast. You know, like my granddad's garage was, I mean, he, if anything broke in the house, even if something wasn't broken in the house, he was just thinking it might break soon. He'd just take it apart in the garage. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. <laughs> toasters, kettles, microwaves, uh, VHS players. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Just, TVs just apart in the garage. And then he'd like scour car boots. And then six years later at a car boot sale. Or he'd find the, he'd find the tube he'd for that old the, RCA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he'd be like, oh, I can fix that now. Yeah, but we've got a flat screen. What are you doing? But, but it's, but, it's it's people today and 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 it's sad to say we've got a generation of kids who are going through school right now whose parents didn't have to cook no they don't know the basics of cookery they they have no clue no and now their kids don't and hey we're we're doomed we're doing this from the UAE, right yeah and every <laughs> single person must know or are themselves on a meal plan yeah where the food is prepared and delivered to your door every morning yeah, for the yeah. whole rest of the day. Yeah, you know, and I know a lot of people here are doing seventy hours a week and stuff. And I get you, it. you know, what, yeah. you've got kids. How do you have the time to to cook and what have you? But like you say, it's it's very very different now. It's it's not it's not a matter of. I don't even think it's a matter of people don't want to do it. I think it's a matter of people don't realize that they can. I think they've been yeah. so catered to with with everything that I've got an example of this sitting around with my colleagues, Ogden and Kaywood, and both of those boys, maybe, maybe you're even in the, in the zone. I've been tainted. And the word I want to use, or the words, air fryer. Yeah. You own an air fryer? Yeah. Oh, you got a new one. Okay. So I remember you getting one to try on the yeah. radio. And I never got another one since. Yeah, well, you gave it me to try, and I didn't like it. You, you didn't like it. So that was like pre, that was a beta version, clearly. Yeah, yeah. They were really small. It, it didn't yeah. work. And I never got a, I never got one. And now the world has gone air fryer crazy yeah. and everyone's cooking everything in the air fryer, yeah. but it fits in with what you're talking about. It's time and it's easy. You put it in the air fryer, you do your thing, you've spiced it, you set up the, set the knobs, way to go, set the time, yeah. it's done. And my, my buddies, Haywood and Ogden, you know, they're cooking everything in the air fryer and they're going, well, don't you want an air fryer? And I said, no, I got pots. <laughs> but, but I, I am... So no barbecue outside I, and barbecue inside, but I'm investing the time in standing over my food. So yeah, it, it takes me maybe a little longer and one might say I'm cooking not as healthy. I don't think so. I think I'm, I mean, I'm using broth and all that kind of stuff instead of oils necessarily. I do like a little butter though. And I, but I'm just using, I'm doing it old it's school. Just butter. It's these, it's these oils that are the problem. Oh, and yeah. butter's, what's wrong yeah. with butter? Ghee and stuff like that. Yeah. No problem whatsoever. So I'm just, it takes me a little bit more time, but it, that whole time is the socialization time, hanging out, having yeah, a chat, yeah. cutting stuff up, having a little laugh, listening to things. We're, we're kind of living around the food and away we go. And, and I kind of go, 
when people say, do you have, do you, are you getting an air fryer? And he's like, I don't know what I'd use it for. Cause <laughs> yeah, you see, so when you cook for yourself, it's exactly the same as when you've got, when, when we've got a car in the garage, that has got a problem and you, you, you take a component apart and fix it and put it back together and the problem's solved. It's, it's, it's a satisfying feeling. Yeah. And I yeah. think there's a reason that we're hardwired to be satisfied by an achievement like that. So to cook for yourself is, and don't forget, we've come from a, we've come from a, 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 a heritage, a lineage, whatever you want to call it, evolutionary speaking, where we were supposed to starve for days until we managed to find something <laughs> exactly. slow enough to kill. Exactly. And then, you know, well, that's, then why we, that's why we put it on around yeah, the way. So, yeah. you know, we're supposed to be chewing on raw meat and all this nonsense. And it, there's a there's a satisfaction that you get from cooking for yourself and i think there's a there'll be an evolutionary reason for that and it's probably to make sure you do it again yeah you know and, and a lot of people don't actually get the uh we my my um wife's got two young cousins that are both starting university well right. they've just started university in the uk and they both i believe take in air fryers you know, perfect for a university student, sure. right? At least you're doing a bit of cooking. You can put anything yeah. in it, like literally anything in it. Yeah. Great. You know, like better than, <clears throat> sorry, better than going out and getting a, well, they probably don't exist anymore, but something off the pound saver menu in McDonald's or wherever else. And, you know, it's yeah, just, yeah. but it's, it's not the same as, it, I mentioned barbecue, it's not the same as getting some coals hot, make sure it's right temperature, cleaning the grill, putting the meat on it cooking the meat actually being involved in the process because if you don't you're gonna burn it and all that sort of stuff yeah. that's there's a completely different feeling to that than the convenience of even just in, with an air fryer so the other the other side with the air fryer and where it comes in where i actually think there's something to be done here is you'll remember and, and i, I want to circle back actually to social media because you and i share a lot of social media things yeah. <laughs> some of them and, and some of them are just the, the bizarrest things about vehicles and more there there was but but where i think an air fryer and someone's got to start thinking about this where i think it has some utility is the commute in our case the people who are doing the two-hour daily commute back into Sharjah or umal Quain or ras al kema mm. is from where i live i see them backed up every day at five yeah and yeah, i've, I've yeah. gotten in that traffic and yeah, i remember yeah. when you were living up the road yeah and I, I've been in that traffic when I had to go to something in Sharjah at eight yep. o'clock at night. And it still took me to get 18 kilometers from my house. It took me an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. And all I kept thinking was there are people who do this every day. They're hungry and they're grumpy when they get home. And all I kept thinking in that moment was there's got to be a way to hook up the air fryer in the boot of the car with some insulation around it. So it doesn't catch fire. So that by the time you get home, you just simply open up the back, pull up the thing, walk in, and you've got your dinner. We used to fit 240 volt inverters to Passats. You could get one for a Passat and a bit of VW accessory. So, yeah, by all means, you can definitely do that. Wouldn't that be a great idea? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure how. Uh, I'm not sure how how safe it is because I remember when we moved house recently that. <laughs> the air fryer you clean the drawer yeah. and you can wipe it inside and it's pretty yeah. standard easy and when we moved it off the side when we moved house where it's obviously breathed and blown out the back it, the, the tiles were just brown right so that's going to be nice in the car isn't it? well so where i was thinking this is how we click into the social media i i sent you a while ago some guy who had a wrecked car and he turned it that's into right, a little yeah. bit of an entertainment system oh, yeah. and he had a keg and all that in the back and I thought that's all you got to do is you just got to you've just got to insulate, put fireproofing, whatever in that corner, a little bit of venting, yeah, and you got dinner. And yeah. I'm thinking all the people. So so then there's another industry that gets invented. You've got the creams and all those guys who are dropping stuff off. You've got the air fryer mix ready to go that you drop in so that it's hot when you get home. You know, you can imagine it, can't you? Sat in the middle lane, six lanes of traffic. <laughs> you get some falafel on the go. You imagine. You know I mean, you just need one of those like this, <laughs> one of those signs. You know, 
<laughs> or you change your Bluetooth name, change your Bluetooth name on your phone or whatever to uh, falafel for sale, five dirhams per portion, and then just try and connect to every Bluetooth you can find on your drop down. So people oh, look right, <laughs> just falafel everywhere. You, you, there's so much traffic that's standstill, you could make it work 100%. And you just have one of those extender poles that you put it in and you just out the windows. Here you go. Just like, sort of, it's like dynamic tailgating. That's it. Yeah. Just every now and again, you have to creep forward a few meters, but it's fine. We've got it. It's no problem. You don't have baby on board. You have hot food on board. You just drone it, don't you? Well, even better. You get a little drone. Yeah. However, it's a falafel or a burrito or whatever you put in the nachos. However, it's that. Oh, I saw, I saw a nacho one. You I see sent- that? For me, there's two things to use an air fry for. One, is if you are cooking something that's going to absolutely stink if you fry it on a pan because yeah. it doesn't smell as bad. Yeah. And two, nachos. Yeah. I don't even like nachos really, but like nachos. it just looks so easy to make. Yeah, I love the kids nachos. like them. So yeah. the gooier the better. That's I always have issues with. I mean, I don't have issues. I just always wonder people who eat them in the movie theater because it's dark. You got to you, you got to leave in the cinema. You got to leave wearing them. Yeah, why do you have to eat at the cinema? I don't get it. So, what, they should so, pan it. Pan so, food at the cinema. When I so I'm I'm with you. When I go to the cinema, I always get popcorn. I have the popcorn done before the film starts. Yeah, it is a rapid Credits. eat. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to have, I don't want to be distracted, but I want popcorn. Yeah. So I'm like, my wife's looking at me. I'm just like shoveling it in. Yeah. See, I've got a problem with popcorn. I cannot get through a portion of popcorn without choking at some point okay. on a husk or whatever it is, <laughs> or breaking a tooth on an unpopped kernel. No, my problem with popcorn in the movie theater is I can't stand the sound of the the last little bit where someone's scratching. Oh, yeah. It sounds to me like a rat. And then trying they'll to... go to finish off the coke <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Pay any, any attention to the film's just wired yeah. on sugar. Yeah. No, the air fries, though, seriously, the, 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 there's also the issue with the Teflon. <clears throat> oh, see, I, 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 have, I have come of age. I'm an old man now. Skillets and I, I only so so thankfully over the last twenty odd years we've had the time to save a little bit of money for our crockery and our mm. cookery stuff. So I'm using I'm talking colonial British here. Nice. And uh, we had the opportunity to start buying cast iron skillets and things, yeah. style products. And now I'm I'm firmly of the belief that that the aluminum industry has duped people into believing you have to cook with aluminum or Teflon. When I'm using these cast iron style pans, they cook at the lowest temperature on my gas stove. I've got this one high end two inch walled skillet that cooks at the lowest temperature. Nothing ever sticks to it. (laughs) It's not Teflon. It's cast iron and it cleans like a dream and it looks nice. Whereas if I was using my aluminum pans, stuff would be sticking. It would be all over the place. I'm going, it's not that much more expensive. And in the long run, if I get a Teflon pot, I have to replace it every few years. Teflon comes off, you get, you know, poisoned, whatever. But they say even when it's not damaged though, it's it's leaching, isn't it? Leaching chemicals. And I think the sort of advice with an air fryer is if it's not a stainless steel and it's a Teflon one that you shouldn't overload it. It's the, ah. it's the overloading of it, which obviously if someone's doing chicken nuggets and chips for their kids because they've not got no time. Yeah. And I get just it. just loading it all in there. And it's, you know, I mean, I'm, look, I get it. Our friends who are, who are driving and, and I, I mean, I've, I've been there and I've been when you get home and you've got two yeah. hungry kids who are going up the wall and you've been at work all day and you've got a bad day. Your boss has been a real, what's the word we use? Uh, <laughs> English again, proper no, English again. I, can you imagine it's like i've been hanging out with colin wow Ooh, i haven't <laughs> he says that word a lot he does that's his favorite word I, I wish i could say it like him but i gotta listen back to some of the podcasts to get the the twang um that's a good english word though, like it, it, is, is that is that bad for radio in england yeah yeah, probably, but we're not in English, are we? <laughs> it's not also, this is also, you know, this is also not radio, so the fact it's of the matter a, it's is, a podcast. You're, you're a master of the edit. <laughs> no, I usually leave all that stuff in. I nice. think it's the, the natural, it's yeah, the yeah. feel. You want the complaints. <laughs> <laughs> it's like any um, any interaction is good interaction. <laughs> Please complain. At least we know someone's listening. If you someone complains, we know we've got a listener. <laughs> 
that used to happen on the radio. That was, that was, and it, it was annoying on the radio too, though, because people don't realize when you're listening to a radio program, at least here, you gotta, you gotta fire through on the comments, which do, if you're on YouTube, if you're, if the James casts on YouTube is how you find this. Yeah. If you're listening on Potaholics or the James casts, you know, Google, you'll find us. And of course, then online PowerWorks is posting up pieces and clips in here. And then we're both doing that comment at least this is, is and since you put down the comments it's not instantaneous unfortunately because we're not doing it live but the radio was always live and people would sms through not realizing that the comments go directly to the person talking live yeah and nothing worse this is the worst show i've ever listened to uh, not the worst we, thing we that, never got that one i got that on a couple times when i was doing doing some call-ins uh ne- yeah never 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 talking cars do we get that but i get <laughs> that a couple times and on the ad break i call them back because of course it comes up with the mobile number yeah, that's yeah. coming from. So I'd call them back and say, so what, what's the problem? Justify yourself yeah, to how, me. How can, how can I do better? <laughs> <laughs> it would be a little positive. I was like, you really called. <laughs> Justify your opinion. Yeah, Justify, yeah. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, this has never been the worst show anyone's listened to. I've, I've, I listen to worse shows than this, and I choose to listen to it. Because sometimes, <laughs> honestly, I've listened to podcasts before where I've been like recommended to it, or it's sort of followed on a guest on a podcast that I listened to has gone somewhere else. Oh, they were, they were interesting. And then you listen to it and they're saying the same stuff and everyone's on a book tour or they've yeah, got a stand up yeah. gig. And it's like, yeah. Oh, I thought you might have another yeah, opinion yeah. on something. <laughs> and then like the adverts that they do, the bits, the spots for like advertisements and yeah. they're better than the actual content. You know what I mean? Like manscaping adverts and uh, all the, Oh, how can we get in on a manscaping advert? All the innuendo that goes with it. You know what I mean? But, what, just, someone's getting sponsored for manscaping loads of people oh man i mean like, I, I i don't know garage it, is the right place we already uh, crossed it know. with jenna with jock itch like we're the, yeah, the, the, <laughs> dr jenna's probably a better one to have the manscaping <laughs> oh, for, the, for the hygiene for the hygiene reasons <laughs> well i mean we we've got some guys out there that oh you know, oh i, I no self-included <laughs> you know manscaping's overdue <laughs> Well, you get sponsored by anything, James. And you know what? It's shameless now as well. Yeah. The, the things that people will just say, oh, yeah, it's the best thing ever. What is? You don't use that. There's one There's one that I listen to, This and this is an American company, and it sounds pretty cool, and they should probably bring it here. So, you know, if it does happen, let's just have it said that I said it first. A company called Box of Awesome, right? Box of Awesome. Yeah, and so what they do is they support little... Um, I think American again, so they call them mom and pop shops. Yeah, you know, yeah. So just yeah, like, yeah. you know, small, kitchen that, table businesses. Small business yeah, yeah. That people might just do. make stuff. Yeah. Knives and crockeries and placemats, toasters, air bands. Anything, you know, any yeah. sort of little crafty things that people make. And you pay a subscription to it. And every month you get a box, you don't know what's going to be in it. You can tell them what your interests are, so yeah, you get yeah. a loose. Yeah. But you tell them what's in it. But like that as an idea is great but if you put oh my interests are knives i also like you know war memorabilia and all this yeah, and you're just going to yeah. get boxes full of just handcrafted knives all the time from yeah. anywhere in the country so you can't even buy them from there anyway yeah who's getting well whatever whatever we just i i want one of those box of awesomes of just canadian snack foods like hickory sticks which you know, as a, and they're, they're just kind of like these little chip things that have a, I don't know, I don't even know if they have a hickory flavor. I'm not even sure what the flavor is, but they call them hickory sticks. They're great. Ketchup chips, not so bad. If you like ketchup flavored yeah, stuff. Yeah, you like that sort of stuff, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you've also. And I don't even eat that junk, so it's, I just want to have the junk to give away. Yeah. I'm like a pusher on other people. Oh yeah, here you go. Have some of this. <laughs> what's the, what's the thing like that you Every time you go back to Canada, you would have, but you never, you can't get it here no matter what you do. Smoked meat sandwich. Smoked meat sandwich, right? It's kind of like a pastrami, but not. That yeah. was a, when I went to New York and I remember walking into a deli and it was like, like an episode of Man vs. Food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But everybody's, everybody's yeah. the man vs. Yeah. food. Like, every, well, like they're getting sandwiches and they yeah. the, and I'm like, you can have bread and butter. <laughs> That's like a massive part of the sandwich. <laughs> And it's just like pastrami, yeah. beef, yeah. more pastrami, cheese, yeah. half a chicken, yeah. some brisket, <laughs> pressed it, make it yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah. Like, what that, are you doing? My, my three top things. Well, first of all, a smoked meat sandwich and, you know, full fat, which is the connoisseur level. 
So you're, you're eating the most unhealthy version, but it's the full taste version as well. So one, one of those. Second, we'll always get bagels. Preferably if we're in Montreal, they, if we're in Montreal, then they're Fairmont bagels. Right. No, no if, ands or buts. If there are other bagels, it's like, eh, it's a hard eat. So don't do it. And that's just, that's just purely arrogance. There's a story with my mother-in-law. She, uh, she's not a Fairmont bagel fan. She's a St. V Ader bagel fan. There is a, there is a, a two, two bagel companies, a couple streets over, uh, that have rival products. Right. And my mother-in-law will not do Fairmont bagels. She'll only do St. V Ader bagels. My boys of course have been totally indoctrinated by myself and my wife. So they only do Fairmont bagels and the mother-in-law, she's driving by the Fairmont bagel and she's, and she says, Oh, do you want to get some bagels? My boy says, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she goes, well, he goes, well, just turn here. And she goes. Oh no no, we're going to St. Peter. He goes, oh, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not, that's not bagel. <laughs> Talking about, might as well have a middle in it. And then if we're in in Montreal, the third thing, the number three, is an orange julep, which is kind of like an orange Julius, but it's not. It is an orange julep drink, but it's an orange drink that's who knows what else is in it. That you know gets goes through some whipping thing that comes out of the roof of the place, and there's a and it's creamy and orangey, and you just can get enough of it and you can buy it by the jug and it exists in a place called the orange julep which is a giant two-story maybe three-story orange in a parking lot why have i not seen leroy and leroy there uh, oh no because they're in they're in moose jaw uh, which is a whole other part of the world they told around yeah I don't, I don't know if they've been to montreal i mean i have to talk Canada's just too big in it i think this is the <laughs> this is what we're getting to kind of just too big it's too big yeah that's a problem yeah, it's it's a, it's a huge problem. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. What about really, you? When, when you get really home, what are it. your things? What are your what do you, what's your go to when you get when you go home? And do you know what? It used to be that I missed obviously pork products. Yeah. Okay. So like every shop, including petrol station, news agent, every shop you could get a bacon sandwich of some description in the UK. Right. You know, and also things like um, a roast, a Sunday roast, where you'd have like okay. Yorkshire pudding, but they're going just that, that here yeah, now. Yeah. And I've kind of, I'm all right with not eating pork every day anymore. Yeah. You know, so it's not, I don't really miss anything. And to be honest, my palate is about as sophisticated as <laughs> chicken and rice every day for me, and I'm not bothered. It's like, you know, I really, really don't That's care. That's because you're getting so fit. You know, you're, you're. Well, I, I, no, I, it's not. It just, I just don't have you any. Don't. I won't like seafood, no. Okay. No, thank you. Not even the, even the smell of it. No. See, this is, this is a problem. I grew up and we were pretty frugal. My parents were pretty frugal. And so a lot of, you know, a lot of semi-processed food were involved in, in our diet. And I, I just, you know, those Captain Highliner fish sticks that you see in the frozen yeah. section that are, oh, yeah. you know, I, I don't really ever buy them, but I love them. <laughs> it's like yeah. if someone said, Hey, we're just going to have, you know, frozen, frozen fish fillets that are breaded and you just throw them in the oven and they're coming out of the freezer thing i'd like yeah, yeah like do we got tartar sauce because i love those things and if we don't have tartar, i'll make my own because i could eat a whole box i'd love those the taste of that yeah. fish sticks you know the, the even the cheapest ones that you know five five durhams get you 400 are they the ones sticks. that are like red and white no no no, 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 no not those little things but in the frozen section you're going to get your breaded haddock or something right, yeah, and yeah. then the fish sticks are, are some mystery fish and they're just like cheese slices breaded who knows what they are and they have a very particular taste which <laughs> might not be good but it's very particular and i can't get enough of them particularly tastes like anything just the same yeah. and they're so affordable because <laughs> you can buy yeah. like two dozen for less than it costs you to take a subway somewhere you know yeah. or the tube so it's yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't i don't have any any um any kind of taste development if you want to call it that right. i don't there's nothing there's nothing I, yeah. just the most blandest boy i don't even put sauce on stuff yeah really mm. putting well. sauce on it you probably need to chew something else to eat because <laughs> you don't like the taste of it that's why you're drowning it in sauce <laughs> <clears throat> yeah for years couldn't go to mcdonald's couldn't go to mcdonald's yeah. for years because they always mess my burger up because you guys eat everything off it. yeah yeah I want a okay. cheeseburger, so cheese in the burger is fine. But that's it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I like, I like the flail fish, though. I love the flail fish, too. Yeah. But yeah. No, I want I want my burger full of stuff. No. Just fill it up. I want it, I want it dripping down my hand. I want to have to no. lick my elbow. No. You know? <laughs> no. 
I want to go. I want to jump back to some of the social media because you're because you we we look at different social medias for car stuff, and you're looking at a number of different sites on Insta. I'm looking at some different sites. Let's have it right. It gets pushed upon us by the algorithm. There's no <laughs> one searching true. this crap out. <laughs> I know. It's, the the one you sent me the other day. Oh, no. I, the, this is the one where the whole front of the engine's off, and the mechanic is looking in in disbelief with a, spe- a few expletives about the fact that the oil pump is driven by a belt. The the the, the, the submerged yeah. Wet yeah. oil pump is driven. How is that possible? By a belt, a rubber <laughs> Kevlar belt that's sat with oil going all over it, and the, the pickup's just full of broken oil, the belt pieces. What? I know. Ridiculous. What kind of vehicle is this? I don't have... I've, thrown belts away when doing jobs where we've put a new belt on something and I've got oil on it because something's leaked or yeah. you know we've had it's been sat there and I've picked it up with oily hands and it's been no no good not but now obviously I'm sure saying that I don't know are we sure but you would expect that they've said well this rubber's okay with oil or not didn't look like it on that video <laughs> no, did it no <laughs> so. I, I, I got another one that was just it just it just blew my mind and it and, and suddenly I'm getting all sorts of them of how people are hauling stuff. And there was the guy with no tire, because I guess his tire yeah, flat. Genius. And and he's got a, a shop dolly underneath the tire. He just put it down and he's driving with it. Yeah, yeah. Like it was normal. <laughs> Not even like with his face at looking out the window as though he's making a joke. This no, is no. like, well, I've got to get to where I've got to get to. I've got to get to and this will work. Where did he get the dolly from? I don't where did know. he find a dolly but not a tire? <laughs> And I'm just thinking, one police officer sees you, you're done for. Like, they're going to take your car. They're going to put you in jail for just being, you shouldn't be driving. It's reckless, I think, is probably the word you'd use. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, to be fair, whoever made those dollies got some, you know, that's a good advertisement. 250, 300 kilos of weight on it. Well, I was wondering, well. and, and it's moving on the road yeah, yeah. and it's good for braking. I want one of those. Oh, it's no good for braking. <laughs> he slams on the brakes. Oh, he's just, saw, he's just spinning. Oh. Speaking of road safety, I saw one yesterday, road safety, a, a truck. And I, you know, hats off to the RTA because the, the Road Transportation Authority, they've been doing, they do the job and they usually catch all these guys, mm. but we need to have more on the road because this guy, big semi-trailer, and he's got plywood planks at, right back by the cab lying on the bed of this semi-trailer, 18-wheeler. And I'm, I'm, I see them bouncing around and I'm coming up behind it in the car and, and with the wife and I go, those things are tied down because they're bouncing. And all I'm yep. thinking is he hits the brakes, a little bit of wind all at the same time. They're all flying out of the back. Yep. And as I get close, they're not tied down. They're floating. They're just waiting for mayhem to happen. I thought this is so dangerous. Yeah. We, so we dangerous. get the guys next door to us. They, uh, they get deliveries of MDF sheet and plywood sheet and it's never tied down. Just it. stacked on top and on the back of a wagon. Yeah. I always get worried. I don't want to be anywhere near one of those things. Downwind, upwind, if it goes around a corner, they fall. You, know, just, never, you just never know. No. Right circumstances all come together. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I've, you see it all the time, right? DJ sent me a, a picture the other night where he'd been on the, well, not himself, but he'd been sent from a Facebook community group from where he lives, a picture of a car on its side on a roundabout in his community. Well, that's in the community, so the max speed is 40. How's that possible? And even if there's no speed limit signs, which was, by the way, the excuse, oh, I didn't yeah. know the speed limit. Well, you're inside the <laughs> it's community. A, it's, it, everyone knows, 40 kilometers an hour. And uh, it's on its side, on top of a roundabout. Yeah. How? How fast was he going? Well, even even still, how? Yeah, how does that happen? So, it's a car. You know, how does that happen? It's, it is a bit <laughs> scary. The, the, the big, heavy-duty stuff, though, the... Those trucks, I mean, you'll see them overloaded, and you'll see the tires touching on the back axle where they, you know, they've not overinflated them oh. with the extra load, and the, yeah. the tires are compressing so that left and right are touching each other, and you just think they've got to be over a hundred degrees, yeah, over a hundred degrees just from friction of the road surface in the summer as well, and it's like, and they're touching each other with that load on them. They're probably five years old. And there's no wonder you're dodging blown out tires all the time, genuinely. And I don't know what the answer is to it because if you take them all off the road, the place stops. 
that's the problem with the rail service slowly yeah, coming online. Yeah. We're going to have more freight. I think a lot of these trucks are going to be goners. And sometimes I wonder if that's not why some of the more urgent things aren't being done to these vehicles because the people who own them know that, you know, we're going to lose a third of our yeah, fleet. Yeah, but it's been like that since I've been here well, 12 years ago when it, I got and here. And it's got better. It's gotten better. Yeah. It used to be worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's, when I first got here 12 years ago, it was like, what? How's that allowed? <laughs> you know, some of the tire safety still is really bad. I mean, I don't, and again, they just, they're just waiting for. The problem is the police and the RTA do a very good job at trying to enforce rules. Yeah. But I know that when a trailer or a cab or both are due for registration test, the tires, if they have expired or gone past the, the allowed age limit there are people that will just rent out new tires or they'll swap new tires off of their yeah. friend's trailer to put their trailer through the test and then they'll swap them back again afterwards yeah for sure you know i know that happens mm. you see it happen all the time yeah and what can you do what do you do with that yeah what do you do with that well that's when you just have to have the patrols that are going to the truck stops and just walking around and, and that's again manpower if you blow a if you blow a truck tri- truck trailer tire out on the road, the amount of steel in it and the rigidity of the tread, especially when it, when it comes off of the tire, some of them will stand on the road, what, a foot and a half proud of the floor of the road. They'll just stand there in the shape of a semicircle where they've just torn off and, and fell. You know, you're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of dirhams of damage to any car that hits that I, and no, multiple I, cars will hit it but also the risk of they swerve to avoid it you know yeah. or they lose control because they hit it and it damages their their drive belt or it damages their tires or it but punctures their radiator then they have an accident so and that's when you forget about all of the things that are underneath yeah. your car that aren't protected there's a lot of hoses and those things are really sharp and you you know you almost always see it where there's been a big blowout you almost always see one or two cars just past it yeah, yeah. and the person walking around inspecting because yeah. something's now not right with their I mean, car. I fair play to the police. I remember going down on the uh, Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Road, 311, and I remember going, realizing I needed to go somewhere else. So turning around at the next available cloverleaf, coming back and there being a blown out tire, mm. avoiding it, a bit of a slowdown in traffic, so noticeable. Went to where I was going, 45 minutes, an hour later, come back, and it's not there. No, no, they're fast. They're so fast. Like, not, you never see it either. Like Batman. <laughs> they got yeah, Batman that's fixing that's the, that's the tires are. on the robot. They're there. And then, obviously, you then got the, the poor guys in the pickup trucks that go out to change these tires at the side of the road. Oh. Traffic screaming past them. Yeah. And they're just sat there at the side of the road. And they're, like, that is a... That is a job that's up there. We, there was a there was a TV program in the UK called I think it was called Britain's Worst Jobs or something where they used to like document what it was mm-hmm. like to be a sewerage worker or you know a a, a bin man as we call it a, you know yeah. a, and they document all these different things. That's one. I mean, what a job! Yeah. July fifty oh. plus degrees oh. on the baking tarmac under a fifty ton load, trying to change a wheel. <laughs> Forget the wheel. I saw one this morning. The guy is lying on the the shoulder, and he's got boxes of parts for the diesel engine that he's working on. And I, I mean, I'm not slowing down slow enough to actually make out what the parts are, but there were multiple boxes, and he's covered in oil, and there's a lot of tools. And I'm thinking, this serious repair he's doing yeah. side of yeah. the road. You see them with with bearings collapsed and stuff. You know, I've seen that all, you see all the time, the bearing collapse, the wheel will just fall off, the hook comes off, everything's just a complete wreck. When I lived out in Rack, oh, you sort of everything. Got, and you sort of got past Sharjah and you got into Ajman and Omar Queen. Where everyone, as soon as you get past, just past the Dubai border, it becomes a free-for-all. Yeah, yeah. Totally different. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah, it's, it's, once you get past Sharjah, Ajman and Omar oh, Queen, are so small relative population to, you know, the the roads are a lot quieter. Yeah. So there's like you'll see a truck there with a blown bearing and a wheel missing for three, four, five days. You know, yeah. the whole working week you go past it, it's still there. Yeah. Like Mrs. Ring, where are you? I'm just going past the truck. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> See in 20 minutes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was a landmark at some point. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I mean, I don't, I, I remember when I was at, my days at AAA, I remember we used to do a lot of, like, specialised recovery stuff. And Frank, who used to run the company. Is Frank still here in country? No, he's not, oh, no. Okay. But um, he was always if he saw anything broken down heavy duty on the road or anything like that and that, that was his background as well right. he, he did he did tires for trucks so his background was that so he obviously had a bit of an affinity towards that but you see if you saw one on the road a bus an rta bus even any anything he'd call the recovery guy and say get to this location now and he'd tell them where it was and they'd go because we just get them off the side of the road yeah because it's so dangerous to work on them at the side of the road, but sometimes there's no opportunity to get them off the road because no one has the ab- ability to do that. Exactly. It, you know, the police have some really, really special oh, man. recovery vehicles. When you see them, yeah. they are, and they're they're brand new. Yeah, yeah, like, and they're brand new because they don't often get used because, <laughs> you know, these guys turn up with the pickups and get them fixed, Yeah, you know, and to mobilize a team and get them out there and risk assessments and everything else, it, it just doesn't happen quick enough. But, you know, it is. It's just, I would say, almost impossible to police that unless they're going to say, "We are going to stop every single truck, or we're going to put them on." You've got to make it uneconomical for them to be renting tires to change, right, which is hard. We're going to test them every three months or six yeah. months, but then these guys aren't earning massive amounts of money. No. A lot of them are self-employed. They've got to pay for the truck. They're they're renting the truck on a rent to buy or even just rent only. You know, if they've then got to pay a fee for registration every three to six months, will happen. they do it? They won't. And this is the problem. So it's a it's a balancing act. I think they do the best that they absolutely. They I can, mean, there's, there's no question. It's very very hard to to see how. And like you said, it's a no brainer with the Etihad Rail now, right? Why would you use yeah. a truck when you can use the train? So you you know you're gonna have your depots and then middle parts and then you know mm-hmm. trunk lines and you drop stuff off. So I. I think it's you know another ten years, by the you know even less than that. But by the time we start running you know separate lines down yeah. through each of the Emirates into all of the ports, it's gonna it's gonna be. I think a lot's gonna change. Well, the Jebel Ali one is almost on. Yeah, because I drive past that and it's like the bridges are in. That's the hard bit, putting the bridges over the road. I don't know if there's one going into Al Hamraya or into Sharjah. Probably well. it must be. I hope they've, so. they've got to. Haven't they? It'll be. It's gonna be it's gonna be wild. Yeah. I mean, that's gonna just change everything. Yeah. But you and, and also you could have trucks now working on a much shorter distance. Yeah, which could be interesting. Which like the trackless tram that they've got now in Abu Dhabi that started this week. Oh, I heard that? about that. No, I, I so saw I saw pictures. the video. It's like they just snuck in autonomous driving without telling anyone, uh, uh, well, which is all do. it is. Yeah. Because we've got the tram in Dubai on the Marina yeah. and JBR, but it's on tracks, and. Rightly or wrongly, maybe it's just a perception on my part, but that seems a lot more controllable on tracks than a one with no tracks. Right? It can only go certain places. So effectively, this tram is an autonomous car. Right. Of course it is. It's an autonomous... It's it's not manned. There's a control room, but it's not like someone sat there with a PlayStation control pad moving it. It's not manned, and it's on the road, on the normal asphalt tarmac road... (laughs) With no driver on it, oh, just carrying people around. It's crazy. Not going fast, like, yeah. but it's autonomous driving. Yeah. And it's in. It's happening. That's well, how it is. And they've had Mazda City in Abu Dhabi for yeah, a long, they've had that like forever. 15, that's 20 years. That's, that's, that's been, that's been. I can remember that's been there. So that's about 15. And they've got the autonomous. But I can even remember when I first found out about that, they used to follow actual physical lines on the floor. Right. It was an optical um, identification, wasn't it? But this isn't. This is cool. Like, it's just going around the, I think they call it rapid, rapid mass transit or something. It's something like, I remember seeing it on the side on the video that I saw. And, hey, if you can do that, well, you don't need a big, ugly, dangerous diesel truck with a driver that's a little bit tired. Because, you know, he's having to work double shift now because he's not getting the amount of work because the train's taken off of it. You know, the one that gets me with the, with the truck drivers is you're on, you're in the slow lane on the highway. And the guy's beeping his horn at you to get out of his way. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I'm in the slow lane. Yeah, and you're yeah. supposed to be limited. Yeah. <laughs> so why are you going faster than like, his limit? Like I'm, yeah. you know, I'm in the slow lane doing like 85, 90 because it's busy and he's behind me. And I have got no window. So when he lays on the horn, like I, I need, I now have to go change my, my underwear because like I'm freaking out at what, you know, what's happening. 
pray a tire doesn't blow because that that sound just yeah. you know you're you're you, you got to get on a heart monitor after yeah. because you you think you've died so yeah but no i think those guys are sort of an important point to point out here is that those guys have a standard of living that they need to maintain and, yeah. and we're saying men because it is men it's a dom it's not just a dominated by men it's only men do that i don't see it. any women doing that i've never seen it and i'm not sure that it's because it's allowed or not but i'm yeah. saying there, there aren't any so and and the other side of the truck and it will carry on but is if i go by the fruit and veg market and so the, a lot of them are stationed there to yeah. do some they live in the trucks yeah yeah so they've got a big box on the side that's got all their food and their cooking yeah. stuff and the guy whips out his lawn i see them the other the other afternoon the guys are sitting there they're having coffee they're yeah. on their lawn chairs waiting for their next assignment yeah and i'm just going wow all i yeah. think is where are they showering where are they going to the washroom yeah yeah, I mean, oh. a, lot, a lot of these guys will, like you say, sleep in the truck because they get a call, they need to go. Yeah. Um. So, you know, and if the train, not if, but when the train removes a lot of that Dubai to Rasselkema stuff, then they've then got to pick up more of the short stuff. Yeah. It's not that economical to run a truck like that in a short distance. They're going to have to do four or five times the amount of drops that they would have done if they were doing a long distance one. They're going to be spread throughout the day. They're going to be doing 20 hours a day. They're going to be tired. Yeah. It's going to be a genuine problem, that. And I think the solution is this, unfortunately, this autonomous mm. tram in Abu well, Dhabi. I well, think you start loading those up from ports and that's it. Well, look, the other side, COP28, we're talking environment. We're talking dirty diesel. Mm. You see some pretty new diesel vehicles being imported here from Europe that they've been you know, pretty much all I can figure is they're not up to code with the diesel from the country they're coming from, mm. but they're looking pretty brand new to me. They're only a few years old and they're here. Well, we've got some diesel vehicles here that who knows what yeah. gen of diesel they're using. They're, they're not even, you know, they're using the oldest, dirtiest diesel they can get because that's the, the yeah. that's you, what you see on the, you see on some of the, the buses and coaches that drive around, not the RTA ones, but some of the sort of, again the privately owned buses and they they'll say on the back Euro two Euro three yeah, I've seen that when we're at Euro nine or Euro six eight or seven or something I think eight, like that. I think so eight maybe, yeah. maybe so, six or eight like because I see it on the back of the RTA yeah. buses so, and you know yeah Euro two Euro three I mean it's just and that's where I think some a lot of the trucks are coming from they're only Euro four or Euro five at best and so they're getting booted out of wherever they are in Sweden yeah yeah, yeah. and shipped here yeah. Which at least they're better than the Euro two, <laughs> but, yeah. but but those are here too. Yeah. It's like, well, hold on, we got to get rid of these things. Yeah, yeah. it's it's going to be interesting. To, I mean, I, I, there's a it's I forget the guy's name, Altman, somebody Altman, but he just did a Joe Rogan podcast. He's the guy who started um, OpenAI. Sam Altman. Sam Altman. So he was saying that. I mean, Joe Rogan basically opened and said, "What have you done?" Yeah, you know, like, what have you done? And he was like, well, and he said that they all, when they first started working on it 10, 15 years ago, seriously working on it, that they thought that the first thing that would go would be long haul freight. Yeah. You know, he said the first jobs that would be affected by it would be long haul lorry drivers, long distance lorry drivers. And just to, from us talking now, you can see why that that will happen because yeah. they don't it's such an unhealthy job for the individual for a start yeah. but it's so unhealthy for everything else it's not it's it's not an efficient way to do stuff you know and there'll be transport companies all over the world really genuinely worried about this and you can't have i mean that's a massive vacuum in the economy for jobs oh, and huge. and global you know, globally even making these trucks yeah, I mean, Volvo's been showing off their electric vehicles for years. And I mean, mm. we're just starting to see the cars. But the long-distance trucks that are all electric? The, you, the, the you, problem with this electric electrification is that you see that there are a lot of, because of the way taxes and things in different states in America, there are some, some states in America where they're, they're quite sparsely populated. Yeah. Um, so, but people will put companies there because they get better tax laws, yeah? And I remember, I, I'm going to have to look this up and I'll send it to you, but there was a, 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 a like a congressional hearing and it was basically talking about electrific electrification of freight liners. Okay. And 
a company with 300 trucks required, I think they said quadruple the whole, the town that they were in, they required a quadruple of the whole power draw just to charge them. Yeah. So whatever current supply they have to that town, they needed to quadruple it just to charge one company's truck. Yeah, see, that's a problem. Massive problem. Massive, massive problem. Yeah. yeah. So we'll say it again. Shell, BP, Exxon, Total, everybody else, just get on with figuring out how to make hydrogen and make yourselves, <laughs> make yourselves as rich as you are already and forget it. On another note, and, and we're, we're, getting close, we're getting close to the end of our podcast, but on another note, came in to the shop this morning and was doing some work on our podcast, and DJ says, oh, did you, see the, did you see the one of 120 vehicles in the world that we got in the shop today? Yeah, the 722, yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Aged, though, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. Aged. Yeah. And it's the most unsafe vehicle in the world <laughs> to work on. Really? Every part, every surface on it is red hot. <sighs> They've got the fins on the side. Yeah that are metal, they get red hot from the engine because they're, they're, they're there to get the hot air out of the engine, but they are made out of metal, metal so they absorb good. all the heat. Yeah. So we lent over the engine yesterday. I burnt my knee twice, and everything else you touch is hot. It's just, and then the bonnet, there's, the bonnet lifts up, forward, and then folds from the back. Right. So the hinge is on the front, but it has yeah. to come up and forwards first. Yeah. But there's two handles for it. They're yeah. metal. They're you, red hot. And you need two people. Yeah. Okay. yeah ideally, you need two people. Yeah. yeah. You've been stupid if you do it with one. But they're red hot. They burn your hands. <laughs> they weren't thinking about any no, of that. No. No. But special. Yeah. Very special. Yeah. Yeah. Very special. I mean, it only came in. It wouldn't, the customer couldn't get in it. The batteries were totally dead. Hasn't been used for a few weeks. Mm. And couldn't get in it, so we we got into it, and then you know we tested the batteries, tried to recharge them, they weren't having it, so we got to put two batteries on it. And, and are they just taking normal batteries? No, of course, no, no, no. Mercedes <laughs> haven't done normal batteries for about thirty years. <laughs> so you know, I complain when I have to spend four hundred and fifty dirhams on a battery. No, no different gravy. You've got a couple of K on this. Oh, yeah. no. Each each battery? No, no, for the two. For the two. <laughs> it's still a grand for. Oh yeah. man, I see. It. That's why we know that vehicle. Yeah. I mean, it looks good though. Well, and also the fact that it's about six hundred thousand dirhams yeah. <laughs> just sat there. Oh, a hundred percent appreciating. Yeah. Definitely appreciating. Yeah, yeah. There's no loss of value. If you buy that car today, you would never really lose money on it. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like that was sort of that was one of those cars born out of that dizzy in late nineties, early two thousands attitude that oh, they, just... you know brought cars in the early and mid two thousands like that, and the the Veyron and the you know, even even sensible cars like Tuaregs and Phaetons that had W12s in. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, just yeah. the attitude that everybody had then of like, yeah, yeah and. We might need some, yeah. we need to look good, but we also might need to move. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, for these things. It's nice to get one of those. It's nice to get those vehicles in the shop. It's, you know, the bread and butter always. always yeah. and, and you love cars, you love cars. But to get something special like that once in yeah. a while. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about those kind of cars is that anyone that owns that kind of car, it's not their only car. You know, they, yeah. they, it's typically their toy. And if they've got one, <laughs> they've probably got two or three in the case of this individual. That's the case, but they've, they've got another car that's the bread and butter. So they'll bring the Range Rover or the Terramont or the Touareg or the whatever in. They'll, they'll, we'll get that for this stuff. And then every now and again, they get a headache with something like this and it's nice to be trusted with it really that's yeah. the big thing like we had an aston martin vantage s that was in it's still in it's outside it's gonna get collected today that had an oil leak on the back and you don't even want to know what people were asking for from the approved repairer to do the repair on it you know yeah. time-wise can't get parts and they're tied up by standards and supply i get it yeah but not to say we don't have standards but we don't have the same standards and we have the ability to, if a hose is broken, we can repair it. We don't have to replace it, yeah. especially when it's 45 days to get a new one. And 45 days sometimes means 90 with these guys. So, you know, the car comes in on a Monday and is going back today because we've managed to get to a solution that everybody's happy with and we can give warranty with, you know, rather than oh, keep yeah. the car off the road. And it's, it's again, these kind of cars although they aren't always first cars, they're usually second cars. They don't like being like that. They have to yeah. be run and driven. The tires are so thin and profiled that they get flat spots really easily. 
they're, they're, they're handmade, so they're not exactly the most refined things. There's always a bit of an error with something where there's, uh, you know, there's a drain on the battery or something will fail. So they need to be used all the time. And when they're not used, when they're off the road for six, seven weeks at a time, our friend just collected his. He's got a soft top V12. He went and picked his up, not from us. And that had been off the road seven weeks for a coolant expansion tank. Wow. Seven weeks. That's a long time. That's a really long time. Seven weeks. Yeah. And I, I, for an expansion I, tank. Yeah. You're not having that with a Wrangler. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. and again, back to my AAA days when, when we started to get the older Land Rovers that had sort of kind of been forgotten about by the parts supply over here. We used to, the amount of coolant tanks and washer tanks that we used to fabricate out of aluminium for that reason. Well, okay, we can fabricate you one. It'll take us a couple of days, but it'll be done. You'll be back on the road. Or we can wait 40 days to get one. I'll take an aluminum You'll tank any day. Money anyway. yeah, I'll take an aluminum tank over the plastic exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. yeah, it's, um, it's always good to get the interesting stuff in, but typically, if it's with us, not to say that we don't get a lot because we do, but usually it's because the place it's supposed to go to, quote-unquote, either can't get it in quick enough or can't buy the parts. Yeah. Yeah. You, think about the cost of, you think about the cost of a part for an Aston Martin to keep that on the shelf yeah, because they're paid for it. Once they've ordered it, they've paid for it. So they're not going to keep anything on the shelf, are they? No. Because what do you do? Where do you start? Yeah, yeah, for sure. On that note, Glenn, we gotta we gotta rack things up again for another podcast. Thank you very much, Glenn Thank Power, you. PowerWorks Garage. We'll do it all again really, really soon. And and as we keep saying, reach out to us in the comments, like us, let us know what you're thinking. Abuse us. Abuse us. Sure, why not? You I got- won't. I won't report any abuse. <laughs> We'll just get involved in some back and forth. <laughs> get involved. Share. Let us know what you think. You got questions you want to fire in to the podcast. Please do because we do this for you. And we just love to talk about cars. So the PowerWorks podcast with Glenn Power from PowerWorks Garage. That's him. I'm James Pikeaway. We'll talk to you again really soon.